You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Welcome back to Earth Station Trek, a show where we trek from the early days on NBC to the future on Paramount Plus and everywhere in between. I'm Charles Kelso, and it's my privilege to introduce the Earth Station Trek crew, Keith Johnson. How's it going, y'all? Alan Seiler. What's up? And Veronica Daschle. Hi. And we've got a <laughs> we've got a big <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny every time. Because it's the same every time. I, I, I don't <laughs> And with the, the same inflection and everything. I yes. just have it saved on my computer and I hit the button. When it's time for her to say hi. It's <laughs> exactly. not really me. I'm not there. It's really hi. just a sample. Right. <laughs> okay. Well, we, we, we have a big week this week. We have two new Star Trek episodes to talk about, which is like, li- like full-length live-action episodes, which is, yeah. I mean, pretty exciting. So um, we're going to have a, a truncated beginning of the show. Real quick, though, we had a, a two quick pieces of feedback we wanted to touch on. Okay, so um, this is uh, from someone who saw us on the Picard. Um, oh, yes, yeah, it's the Captain Picard Week Podcast Festival, Cap- which yeah. we we did live this week. Yeah, so it was cool. the they were Galaxy Star Queen, um, Galaxy Star Queen seventy seven on there. Um, Twitter is Sci Fi Space Lover seven. Uh, they said that you got we guys are amazing and it was really nice to meet you all. And they enjoyed our segment of Picard Week and they love the conversation uh, they had with us. So, yeah. yay, we're awesome. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I had a blast doing that. And I, I really appreciate everybody who who joined it on Twitch and commented. And we had some discussions going on. Um, and the, you can still if you missed it, um, the video portions, you can watch it on the the Strange New Pod Twitch stream. Uh, you can watch the replay there or you can watch it on YouTube uh, on the on the Strange New Pod uh, YouTube channel. So check that out. Uh, we'll also be putting it out, the, the audio of it as a bonus episode of our podcast. Thanks for the awesome feedback. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah. And speaking of bonus episodes, uh, this comes from our buddy Bill. Mm-hmm. Um, he pledged $53 to know a short film type one because nice. uh, we talked about it on the cart Kickstarter about the Kickstarter with him. And he was very happy to do it. He said, I've had multiple friends with diabetes and my great aunt Elizabeth and one of her daughters were diabetic. So thank you very much, Bill. That's very exciting. Mm. Noah will be very excited. That is really cool. I have to let Noah know that that our podcast brought him at least one contributor. <laughs> right. At least. I, yeah, I think that's great. I think that, you know, <laughs> that's what it's about, you know, yeah. getting, yeah, getting exactly. the word out. And I, and, I, and I love that, you know, it seems like everybody has some kind of connection to, to diabetes and right. you know, it really touches a lot of people. Yeah, right on. Okay. Now, did you have two quick pieces of news? I do. So this is going to be super quick. First, there's an update on a story that we talked about two weeks ago. We reported on the announcement that Paramount was going into production on J.J. Abrams' Star Trek IV, which would feature the series' original cast. And we made the point that at the announcement, they actually said, the producer said that they were about to start negotiation with the cast. So it turns out, according to Hollywood Reporter, that this announcement came as much as a surprise to the actors and their agents as it did to the audience. (laughs) And and they had they actually had no idea that the announcement was coming. So yeah, according to uh, Hollywood Reporter's insiders, whoever they are, the script is still being written and the budget hasn't actually been finalized yet. So it's going to be very interesting to see how Paramount jumping the gun on this news is going to affect negotiations with the cast. Well, if they don't have them um, set, then I'm going to go ahead and put in for Cisco again. There you go. In that universe. (laughs) Absolutely. Go for it. Yeah. And I may as well announce that I'm making a Star Trek film with, (laughs) with the cast. (laughs) I also don't have a script. I also don't have a budget. And they yeah. don't know about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And the other thing uh, that just came down the horn um, a little bit ago is uh, Michael and Denise Okuda posted that uh, Picard wrapped last night and they had a big celebration with champagne and everything. So I don't know if that's the entire production has wrapped or just their part of the production because they mm. weren't any more specific than that, but 
Um, we do know that uh, Picard has been shooting its second and third season and that they are nearing the end. So yesterday may have been it. I looked for any other mention of it in the news other than their post, which was a very you know, recent post. And I haven't seen anything. So I don't know if this is just them or the whole production has wrapped. But there you go. Awesome. awesome. Well, thanks yeah, for that. Absolutely. And then the last thing is, Last night, there was a big virtual premiere party for season two of Picard, and two of our podcast members were a part of that. So yeah. Chuck and Veronica, I would love to hear you tell us about some of that. Yeah, it was really a surprise. I, I Like a week or so ago on Facebook, I saw uh, someone shared a post to one of the groups that was like, enter your email address for a chance to attend the virtual Picard premiere. So, of course, I put my email in and <laughs> carried on with my life. And then Tuesday, I got an email saying, like, congratulations, here's your confirmation code for the virtual Picard premiere, <laughs> like the night before the episode aired. So I was like, wow, that's fun. So we uh, we hooked our laptop up to our TV. and Because we did not want to watch it on a tiny laptop. No. no yeah. No, so no. we yeah, used the HDMI cable to connect it and, you know, watched episode one, which was a lot of fun. And then they, they went into um, the after party. <laughs> It was uh, it sort of it was staged like it was set at at the bar ten forward um, that will that will you'll see in the, in the, we'll see in the episode. But uh, with a, a lady playing a bartender who works for Guinan and also sings and then a uh, sort of surly looked like he was a 40 year old Andorian cadet um, who came in and they did uh, trivia and there's people, uh, I guess, fans. And then, you know, it would intercut with a uh, little snippet interviews with the cast and uh, they had some banter and. Oh, whatever his name was. What is his name? That's all she would say. Snitch. Oh, stack. Slit. Slit. I, I don't remember. Oh, no. It, it seemed like they were. I mean, I don't want to bag on the the actors that seemed like they maybe they were hired that morning and had very little time to prepare because <laughs> I think every Star Trek term in it was mispronounced. You Kardashian know. Kandar. Yeah, she said we have some Kardashian Kandar. She tried to say Ractagino, I think, at one point. We couldn't tell if her jukebox was named Vicky Fontaine or if she was trying to say Vic Fontaine. It was... <sighs> I got so frustrated with it that, I, and we're working on a puppet show. So I was like, I'm not watching this. I'm going to watch, do the puppet show. So I turned the TV off, but the laptop kept playing and I stormed out. Well, I, Veronica was working on her puppet the other room. Well, I came back and I noticed that one of the cast members was talking. And I was like, oh, the cast members are on it. So I turned it back on. I was watching it on the laptop while I was working on my puppet. Yeah, she was just watching it anyway. <laughs> but we got another surprise at the end of it because it said, stay tuned for a surprise at the end. And then John Delancey came up and said, the trial has just begun and snapped his fingers. And it said, episode two will debut in 20 seconds. Holy cow. And then yeah. episode episode two played. So it turned into my entire evening. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so I got to see the first two episodes. Wow. Our puppet work. So we will not be speculating on episode two because we're only talking about episode one this week, but yep. um, yeah, we'll let it, you guys speculate the little, it was, it was, it was, it was fun. It was fun. Yes. Um, yeah, I don't know why they, they never get anybody who's seen Star Trek to host these things. No. You know, they, and um, they murder. I mean, they California have this wealth of, 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 of fans, for yeah. one. And some, many of these fans are actors. I mean, Noah, come on. Like, and, and they have so many Star Trek actors who they could have gotten to do that. Yeah. Or at least be like the person visiting the bar. Because, no, Jake Sisko is not going to be working at Guinan's bar, obviously. But he could have been visiting. True. Why? Okay. Why? I mean, if nothing else, just get Will to do it. Yeah. <laughs> they, they already know but, him. Yeah. Right. He's already on the payroll. Yeah. But he you know, play his character. Hiring Noah, that's a great idea. Right. Yeah. That's smart. Yeah. Yeah. They need to get on that. Yeah. yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. All right. And I forgot. I forgot, Keith. Did you have? Did you have anything? I started to do this at the end of the show, but yeah, I think I can do it now. Uh, just one. One thing I did want to mention. Um, this is a quote from a tweet. A life is like a garden. Perfect moments can be had, but not preserved, except in memory. L-L-A-P. And I think you all know what that probably is. Yes, I do. That yeah. was Leonard Nimoy's last tweet. Yeah. Yes. We lost yeah. Leonard Nimoy on February 27th, 2015. And that was the last thing that he tweeted and communicated to the world from his hospital room where he knew he was dying pretty much at that point. Mm -hmm. Um I remember being at work when that happened and people were the, the, the response around the world was just amazing. And mm -hmm. I just thought 
Um, I just thought in light of Picard episode one and the way it made me feel and just the things that are going on with it, I thought that was a, kind of a, a fitting thing to talk about. So that's that's the one yeah. thing I did mention today for awesome. Star Trek. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah, and it was one of the celebrities' deaths that have impacted me the most because Leonard Nimoy yes. was was very big to me growing up. Um, so yeah, he's def- he is definitely missed. Yeah. All right, well, we'll take a quick break to promote a fellow ESO Network podcast show, and then when we come back, we'll be talking about uh, the season premiere of Star Trek Picard, so stay right there. It was the dawn of another podcast. The Epsilon 3 is a dream given form. It's a home away from home for three guys to watch a 90s sci-fi classic TV show. Three guys with microphones over 3,249 miles apart, all alone in the night. The year is 2021. The name of the station is Babylon 5. The name of the podcast is the Epsilon 3. Veer, bring me a drink. All right. Thank you. And that's spoilers for the season two premiere of Star Trek Picard, the Stargazer, uh, which was, uh, you know, they they took a few left turns. Yeah, they did. (laughs) Coming off of season one. Especially Mm. that opening scene in the vineyard and then the evening after the vineyard and then the morning after the vineyard. Veronica has a lot of opinions. (laughs) You don't have to be coy, Veronica. We're in spoiler territory. So. I, I, they did a super left turn with, um, I forget her name, Eris, Laris, Laris yeah. um, and Picard. And I was like, why are they forcing this? What the heck are they doing with this? Why? Just why? There was there was none of that in season one. There was not any connection. The moment that I saw her like staring at him when he was looking at the <laughs> bottle, I was like, oh, God, what is going on? Wow, that's amazing. That's a that's amazing. You didn't like it. No, no, I hate, the, I hate the term ship, but you didn't ship them. You no, don't ship them. <laughs> no, I, I saw her in season one more of like a, a fussy uh, housekeeper. Mm-hmm. Yes. Hovering over him all the time. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. who was married or to like, someone who also was a friend of his. Yeah, it, exactly. Yeah. And I, I think Picard had to type. Yeah. What is it with Picard and his dead buddies? <laughs> wow. His, his best friend was Jack Crusher. Yep. And, <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm not going to be friends with Picard. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a, a, a reboot of Laris, I think, because she seemed like a very different character to yes, me. Yeah. And then it was uh, and it's well, but you know, we all these characters are picking up two years after we last saw them. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, true. people change and she lost a partner and now yeah. she's, you know, giving the, the Romulan explanation for how she's moving on to mm-hmm. a potential next partner. You know, which, yeah. which I to love was- even deeper. Yeah, I thought that was actually kind of an intriguing philosophy because yeah. it's it's different. It's not something I've ever heard of really. Um, well, in the Western world, so it, it sounds like something that could be suitably alien, where it would kind of make sense. Although I agree with Veronica, I just don't feel the chemistry between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I don't. I just didn't see that. No, yeah, not as lovers. I wouldn't. Have, no. I wouldn't have guessed that. But. Right. Um, for me, and that and that scene you're talking about, where um, she talks about her, the fact that she, it, it's it's basically a, a two minutes of now let me establish for the audience that my husband is dead, and in my culture it's okay to move on, and it's all right yeah. if we, you know, it, it, and that's sort of a, a feeling I had, and I'm like I actually like this episode a lot, but um, one of my issues with it was that very uh, where you could feel the script in the in the dialogue mm. where it was, mm. and now here I am to establish that this is happening. Oh, I got a little drunk, so I may as well tell you that I was acquitted of murder and and proven not to be insane. Yeah, that was, <laughs> you know? that was a little obvious, right? I had a I had a little bit of a problem with that. Yeah, like like that that issue did not get addressed at all in season one. You know, absolute murder of a you know whatever, but you know it was just kind of brushed aside mm-hmm. with an offhanded line of dialogue, yep. like like they have this detail that they have to address 
from mm-hmm. season one. Oh, we forgot to say anything about, you know, any repercussions from committing murder. So we better like pencil that in right here in this spot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah kind of funny. like they did with uh, Guinan and her age. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, we only age if we want. We, we can age if we want to. Well, yeah. So my question with that anyway, is. Sorry. <laughs> my my question with that is, does Guinan mean that she is physically aging or is she just letting her appearance change? And then when Picard dies, she'll go back to looking like however she wants to live for several hundred more years. I, I don't know. I guess whatever the, the next production team decides, if Guinan comes back again. <laughs> you know? yeah. It depends how cheap CGI gets, Keith. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, yeah but when, when the show opened up, it's funny you said that my very first note was... I'm still having a problem with the fact that this woman murdered Bruce Maddox. That was my very first note. And then you're right. They tossed it off on a really weird, because I didn't think that the, it was so much alien possession or blah, blah, blah. I thought it was just that basically, remember when they all saw the, the, remember when when they all, when the secret was revealed in the flashback and like one lady was bashing her head on a rock, but it was, Mm -hmm. it wasn't like anything took them over. It was just the knowledge was so horrible. So you still murdered somebody because you had really, really horrible knowledge. I don't know how you get acquitted. Well, and I, I, I think what they're saying is not just the knowledge, but the fact that it was the the mind meld. Because like, she was mind melded by uh, uh, a Tal Shiar agent who's half Vulcan, right, who had exactly. infiltrated. And and, right. and to be fair, there's a long history of Star Trek characters doing things under alien influence that they have no accountability for. Yeah, you know, like yeah. Jordy becoming an assassin, for example, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the whole the whole episode was basically a realignment of all the characters and the storylines right. in the universe and moving forward. Uh, it, it reminded me a bit of what they did with the second season of Discovery, where you had mm-hmm. some pretty big shifts. Discovery sort of has continued to do that as it, as it goes along, where you'll have an unnatural shift of a character to get them into a spot where they want to be, so they can tell sure. the story they want to tell. Um, sure. So then we you know, we we come back two years later, and um, basically, I mean almost all if not all of the big character relationships are things that happened off screen i mean you've got all of a sudden rios and seven are old buddies and i think they had a scene together in the last episode you know yeah rafi is has a whole history with seven they think they held hands in the last shot of the episode you know like right um, right there's a lot of that in this episode of just like well it's been two years later and this is what the characters are now so let's so, move forward what's his face is in the academy yeah yes. and apparently graduated so is that all they spend in the academy is two years. Well, I don't know that he he graduated. They said that was it a graduation ceremony or were they just it going like off on ships? Okay. Well, well he's a cad- well he's a cadet being assigned to a ship. Yeah. To the Excelsior. Yeah, and cadets do go out on ships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but it did. But the car was speaking to that entire um, auditorium, so it almost did seem like a graduation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Odd. Um, Keith mentioned the the note that he took at the beginning of the episode so i want to actually go to the beginning of the episode this is a non-important thing but it 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 jumped out to me new opening title sequence mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. new, new arrangement of the theme song yeah. yeah yeah i loved both of them i enjoyed them as well it's very much like uh what they did between uh, going into ds9 season 4 where they had to like amp up the Mm-hmm. you know, the presentation because we're going into more action oriented kind of season. Yeah. The- so I, I will, I will say that I did not notice that there is a difference in the DS nine openings, but I saw the huge shift in this and it was season one and two. And yeah. it seemed very strange because Star Trek series are kind of like defined by their opening music. I mean, they yeah. use part of the opening music from next generation for this, like at the very end, yeah. but, and there, and I also realized this time there was some Voyager in there. Um, well, and- with DS nine, it was sort of tempoed up and there's the, the whole thing was just moved along a lot faster. This I felt yeah. was a lot more, they just a changed. bigger difference. Obviously yeah. the, the, much the bigger visuals difference. were entirely different. And the music I was sitting there the whole time. I was like, is it the same? Oh, wait, I hear part of the melody there, but it, yeah. it it was it's a complete uh, rearrangement of the theme. Yeah. It's yeah. like a complete reorchestration of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I, I was just, I just thought that was. I'm wondering if they're going to do that every year since it's, since they've stated it's only going to be three Possibly. seasons. I mean, they may as well. I mean, or, yeah. or not. I mean, to me, the, the theme isn't something that I would hum anyway. So to me, it's, it's yeah. not like, like a new orchestration of it is that big a deal. You know what I mean? Like, okay, they have, different mm-hmm. or different dish music this year you know exactly yeah so whatever i think of uh, where the characters are now 
we've got it was very interesting when um seven was being shot at and they specifically said your ugly borg face which they referenced later that everyone was yeah uncomfortable yeah. with her because she was borg yeah and that was right. some of the some of the kind of dialogue that gets my nerves were walking down the hallway as it was you know since i'm a former borg and the borg are discriminated against in this galaxy that i'm a reminder to these people like uh, right 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 who are you talking to picard <laughs> you know, like, who are you telling me <laughs> yes in fact she You're is talking to yeah. the the now synthetic picard who used to be lacutus yeah yeah I, I like that they put rios into the command of the new stargazer and i that liked that cool. they gave like la serena that. to seven yeah and that Rafi's back in the fleet and that Elnor is a cadet. And I and I like I'm I guess I like with everybody because I like that Soji they at least have acknowledged that Soji is a synth and the synth band has ended, which we already knew. I don't know. I, I sort of like where everybody is that you know mm-hmm. you, that I you, think, at the song they saw them all come, come together at the end. And I guess we can imagine that they had some adventures and bonding together between the seasons. Um, because none of them seemed that close as the like even um I mean Rafi had a scene or two with Elnor, but I don't remember her being right a mother to him you know well and that's an interesting point because uh when we were watching the first season and in fact when we did our uh year wrap up in december and we were talking about picard one of the things that we talked about was that what we want from season two is to have this group of characters become a crew Mm -hmm. to become that sort of family unit that we associate with our next generation crew and our ds9 crew and our voyager crew and it looks like they are intentionally trying to make that happen yeah which i like sort of like forcing that at you yeah they sort of jump from um an almost crew to a former crew yes (laughs) between season one and season two that's what i didn't like yeah is the right. jump from almost crew to former crew, and right. there wasn't the crew. That's what made me not yeah. like that whole dynamic. Well, so do you do you feel like the relationship that we saw in this one wasn't earned? Yes, I think that's some. Kinda, of them, I, I think some of them weren't earned. Morris is a good example of that. I agree, and that's mm-hmm. the problem that I had with Rafi in the first season that they're putting. Picard and her as these old friends who have been through all this stuff and have this mm-hmm. connection, but I don't know any of that. And you saying it on screen doesn't make me right. buy into it. Right. So I felt like that relationship that they tried to forge was not earned. Mm. Yeah, I agree with you. I know they don't have as many episodes, but I feel like they had plenty yeah. of episodes to, <laughs> to do. You know what I mean? Like uh, it seems like a lot happens between seasons. And I, I guess I I I I hate that I I feel like I'm complaining the whole episode now, but I actually liked it a lot. I liked that the uh, you know one of the things that we talked about was the pace was so slow that last season was so somber. This one definitely had a better yeah, yeah. pace. I it was like more that. upbeat. It was more action adventure. It was uh, what I call a Star Trek year. You're on starships and yeah. red alert sirens and Starfleet crew running around. You know, like right. like things you might see in a Star Trek, uh, which is nice and. Um, I think, I mean, this one is compared to the space of last season, this thing moved. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> Let, let's. So this morning I got up super early and I was going to watch both of the episodes before I got ready for work. Mm-hmm. I got all of discovery in, and then I got like 40 or 30 minutes of Picard in. So I didn't get to watch the whole thing. And so all I saw was Laris and Picard and Picard you know, whining about I've been alone for my whole life and, mm-hmm. you know, to, to Guinan and, you know, and all this other stuff with Rafi and about Rafi and seven. And I was like, Oh my God, can we have something other than these people just talking about their feelings? <laughs> now, once I came home from work and got the last 20 minutes of it, obviously I got a <laughs> lot more than just the talking about the feelings, but I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can even see though that. all the stuff was good. I was just yeah. like, oh, let's have something. I need something to happen. <laughs> yeah. I, I just don't see Picard as being someone flying across the, the galaxy to go to whatever bar Guinan is working at now to say, oh, Guinan, I'm having woman trouble. Well, she's in L.A. on Ford mm. Avenue. Oh, 10. that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Well, whatever. Yeah. I don't see him going across the city to, <laughs> <laughs> you know. To 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 whine to Guinan about yeah I, his I, love life. I like the scene with Guinan though. I, I, I did too. I, I, I did like too. I like having Whoopi back. Um, Absolutely. I, th- I think calling the the bar ten forward is a bit much. I think that's yes. a a reference too far. Yep. You know that the, the <laughs> what did she go find a street called forward? <laughs> right. 
And I've, I even looked it up to see if there was a Ford Avenue in L.A. just to make sure it wasn't like there's actually a historic bar at 10 Ford Avenue that I never knew about. And that's where they got the name from Star Trek or something like that. It's not just like an idiot, but there's not. That's not there's no such thing. It's okay. uh, just a Star Trek reference. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So so what did we all like about this episode? I love the end. Yeah, I, I did like Guinan performance i thought whoopi goldberg was even more relaxed in her role than when mm-hmm. she was as she was playing guy and they they felt more like truly old friends and i think that's literally whoopi goldberg and patrick stewart coming through in the performance <laughs> yeah so but i like that she seemed a little bit less like a counselor even to the car and more like truly a friend so i actually like yeah. the little scene i i hope they can do something more with guy than just that real quick scene um i did like that um, I don't know where it's going. And, you know, I sometimes complain about time travel shows, even though some of my favorite Star Trek is time travel. Um, <laughs> but, I, but I will say that it, 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 it intrigued me because it moved forward, because I'm, I'm very curious uh, about what's going to happen here. And I'm very curious about the whole thing with the request to join Federation, but then the Borg Queen taking over the, sh- the fleet. Uh, so I, it was... It was one of those where I don't know where it's going, but it made me, frankly, much more interested than Discovery did when it first premiered. I'm much, and actually, Picard season one did when it first mm-hmm. premiered. So I, um, mm. it was, it kept me intrigued, and it was really one of those where I thought I can't wait to see the second episode, and I'm very interested in where this is going for the season. Mm-hmm. So, I, so I think mm-hmm. that the clunky setups in the first five or ten minutes with all the people, yeah, that was real clunky. But after that, I'm, I'm right now, I'm on board for where it's going to go. Yes. So I agree. It, it's funny that you said that um, you, you were more excited about the episode, uh, the first episode of this season versus the first season. Mm-hmm. I remember being shocked at the end of the first season episode because the main character died. <laughs> <laughs> you mean at the end of the season? Yeah. No, the 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 first episode. Not so dear talk- twin. Oh, I got you. I got oh, yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I thought you meant Picard, Picard did not die. And <laughs> yeah, Dodge. Oh, you mean one of the main characters? Okay, you want yeah. cast members? Yeah, that's yes, because that true. was all hyped up and died. Right, Dodge. that's true. They did that on purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that true. was very shocking. That was surprising when she died. You're right about that. And this may not be fair to say, but I watched it right after I watched Discovery. Yes, and I, I, I and I could not help but compare the two, and it just it held my attention way more than Discovery did mm-hmm. because of the pacing and so forth. So I think Charles, you said it felt some ways more like a Star Trek show. And I do feel that I think you know, we talked about Star Trek has gone, been around for 50 plus years and times change how men express their feelings change with the generations. But I do feel that sometimes Discovery is way too much talky and emotional and this show, even though they had a bunch of conversations, it felt like it gelled a little better with the show, yes. even though there was a lot of talking here. And so that propelled it for me a little better. So I was in, I was more engaged in the episode. Yeah. And I think after last season, they're smart to open up with Red Alert and Starfleet officers yeah. in oh, danger. Agreed. And it's like, oh, right. there's a, a Star Trek happening here. And <laughs> <laughs> But then you get into a, a good plot where yes. it ends up the Borg Queen has arrived. Yeah. And wants to join the Federation. And right. it's like, oh, that's a solid plot that's for a Star Trek episode. Yes. Oh, man, that yeah. is, that'll get you. That is a hook yeah. right there. Yeah. Holy moly. That was amazing. Yeah. I, I never saw that coming. Yeah. I didn't even, I, I, that, that surprised and that, me. And then assuming, like, I'm sorry, assuming that that Doc Ock figure is the Borg Queen for real. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, that's true. With, that's gears, true. with the gears in the head. Yeah, she's deliberately cloaked and has right, right. nickels. So assuming that that's actually her in there. But I'm sorry. Right. Go ahead, but yeah, I was going to say the same thing. I, I wonder because she looked like something out of um, a Clyde Barker novel out of Hellraiser or something yeah. like mm-hmm. that. So I, I was very curious about what this is all about. But it, it held my interest. And I did. Talking about having to do things and, and explain things. I thought it was funny when John Delancey showed up, obviously kind of CGI'd. Oh, yeah. Looking younger. And then he yeah. snapped his fingers after he said, the I thought that was older. so perfect. That worked that really worked. well for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I don't need an explanation for why Guinan or Q are older. You know right. what I mean? And, I've, right. and I've, I'm glad that that was as far as they went with it because I've, me too. I've yeah. seen enough of my childhood heroes brought back as unconvincing CGI characters that oh, I, don't, yes. I don't need any more of them. But yeah, I man. thought that worked really well. And it was real brief and he snapped and it was gone. And there's hopefully no more on the internet. Why is Q older? <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
And exactly. I gotta say, John Delancey looks distinguished with the beard and the gray hair and stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah. he, he works. He works. Yes. And so yeah, I'm fine yeah. with that. Yeah. After all, remember when remember when uh, the episode with Picard and Bosch got together? Remember Q said something to the effect of, "If I'd known it'd been that easy to rile you, I would have appeared as a woman." So it's not <laughs> like he has to look like that. Yeah, yeah. he could be a floating snake if he wants to. <laughs> oh, gosh, I forgot about that. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, they, Starfleet has used Borg technology from the artifact and incorporated it into a new Stargazer. Yeah. Uh, which mm-hmm. allowed the Borg to hack into it in about 30 seconds and use it as a hub to hack the rest of the fleet. Right. So was that a, a mistake on their part? Yes. Well, obviously. <laughs> like, why did they think using Borg technology was a good idea? How did that get off the ground? Well, was the Borg... <laughs> Was Borg technology in just the Stargazer or all yeah, the ships? The Stargazer was the yes. ship that the Borg technology was in, but then they were able yes. to use the Stargazer as a hub once they had right. it to infect the rest of the ships. And I also assume that they're not on the same level, but I've always assumed that there's some Borg technology from Voyager um, in the fleet because Seven right. had retrofitted a lot of Voyager with Borg technology, probably not at this level, obviously. That could be. I just, I just think, I think somebody's getting fired over this. <laughs> Back at Starfleet HQ. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that whole and and, and yeah, because if nothing else, we saw from the Rathacon, that whole prefix code thing where even though I know like only the captain's supposed to have the prefix code, but if you have an entire starship that's basically c- controlled by like an eight-digit number. It was a yeah, four-digit yeah. code. Yeah. 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 So that that's kind of a good point. That's bad. I agree. Yeah. And it you. was and it was like the worst. <laughs> Uh, the worst ATM pin you could ever pick. <laughs> yeah. And it was going to destroy the entire ship. Right. I mean, come on. Well, and they, they do it again in this one because they've shortened the destruct sequence to the point right. now where it's just destruct zero is the code. Like, is that right. the, that's the default. I think you should, before you change it. You know what I mean? Exactly. And <laughs> like right. the, ship, the ship comes that way and you're supposed to customize it and they forgot. <laughs> and do, do admirals by default have self-destruct for every ship that they enter? Because I, guess, I, thought, I would I imagine. So he, he has a code that is recognized yeah. by, you know, the, sure the they haven't like, have they never met yeah. a Starfleet admiral before? Like you do not want wow. them to be able to blow up whatever ship they want. They no, go nuts. Yeah. <laughs> they just go from ship to ship. And the code, like you said, the code yeah. was cool. Zero, 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 destruct zero. Right. Yeah. It was the very <laughs> end of the, the original enterprise code, but that was longer. You know, the code one, one, a two B, you know? Yes. Right. But I don't know. I, I anyway. like the episode. I think it was, they're moving in the right direction. I, I like it. Mm-hmm. It's more upbeat. It's more fun. It's, it feels more like a Star Trek episode to me. And yep. I like what the, they've realigned the characters and I'll, I'll give them a pass on that because I don't, I don't, yeah. I like where they landed. Um, but I mean, last week I was talking about the, all this new Star Trek stuff they were showing in the clips and that, oh, well, yes. we know that the, it's, it's going to be an episode of that. And then the universe is going to, they're going to be in the darkest timeline. And then they're going to be later on, they're going to be time traveling. And, and that, that, that seems to be the case because at the end it blows up and he finds himself in the altered timeline, you know, in Q's there. And I hope we get back to, I hope he gets back to the stargazer and continue the story of the board queen. Well, if you, at the mm-hmm. end of the episode, when they showed coming this season, yeah. you know, you see that stuff. So it's, it's going to be in there somewhere. Hopefully not in episode 10. Hopefully yeah. we get more of it along the way than just, you know, mm-hmm. the whole season being set in the past and, yeah. you know, whatever, I don't know, or alternate timeline or whatever they're doing. Right. I don't know. Or both. Uh, that's what I'm thinking. It's- yeah. Yeah, I agree. I don't I don't want an entire season of clever 21st century references, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. I've already saw Reels in the trailer said something like, um, well, it sounds like I'm, I'm getting a hang of this century or something like that. Yeah. 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 And I mean, most of the promotional up to now has been the past and then the dark timeline right. Right. Um, mm-hmm. that has like the big evil enterprise and all that kind of stuff. And then... <laughs> I don't know. I I know that they're planning two seasons here, so we're not going to get a lot of this this season. So there's no telling. I mean, we could oh, it, it could be the the end of the season before we're back to the Stargazer. I just hope it's not. I hope that they get back to it sooner than that because that's oh I, had, I hadn't thought about that. You're right. That's because yeah. this is seasons two and three are are connected, right? Right. Well, uh, well, they, to, they, to some extent, we they, don't know exactly how much. Right. They know mm. we know that we wrote, they wrote them both, but we don't know uh, what happens in them. Um, exactly. Uh-oh. We don't know that it's one storyline across two seasons. There will be some continuation because we know that John Delancey is in both seasons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there, but I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's a little like, hey, we got something that's really working now. Great. Blow it up. Yeah. Start over. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. I'm, uh, go ahead. 
I, I love dark timelines. Me too, but so, I also like Star Trek. <laughs> but this is a dark Star Trek timeline. I know. I, I love it. I know. Yeah. I, I but I, I love the the colorful Starfleet uniforms and yes. red alert and the Borg are beaming on the ship and yeah, you know, that I, I wouldn't have minded a couple episodes of that before they go to the dark. Yeah, time, you know, I agree yeah. with you. Yeah, I agree with you. Like as you're saying, I wouldn't want the whole. I wouldn't want the bulk of this to take place in the 21st century. That would, it yeah. would I, I would get a little tired of that. Right. Um, and unless it's well, I don't know how different that t- timeline is. So we'll yeah. have to see. Okay. Right. Well, exactly. Yeah. I I will say I was a little just disappointed because, um, I don't think Guinan's going to be as much of a thing in it. As she, I, we thought she was because of the way they cut her dialogue in the um, mm. commercials, because um, her marketing for it. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. the way she said things from the marketing materials, it seemed like she like knew what was going on, and but no, she was actually genuinely just counseling him about right. the yep. relationship. But it seemed like right. she was involved in the storyline. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then there was the mm-hmm. idea of like, oh, they're bringing Gun and Q back. Are they going back to that? And maybe, I mean, they and might they be still maybe, right? Exactly, they might run into Gun again when they go back in time. Who knows? She I, might, yeah. she might be there too. Oh, I yeah. didn't think about that. Yeah, oh, there could be a young Gun in there. I mean, she, right. she, she, he could go to the same bar in in twenty twenty four. That's and, true. You know, who knows? Well, That's a good point. She seems to hang out on Earth because she was hanging out with Mark Twain at one point. Yeah. So she really seems to like Earth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of interesting. They can have a, a nice young guy in. That would be awesome. And I yeah. mean, and you know what? Now that I think about it, because yeah, I was making fun of the Ford Avenue thing, but they had Ford Avenue Historic District. So it could be that they're setting something up for later in the season. So I mean, we don't know. I mean, everything right. everything that I've seen of Guinan and the promotional material up to this point was in this episode. Um, I so know. I have uh, no idea. If she's going to exactly. be back or not, but I would love to see more of her. Yes. What about Brent Spiner? They showed him briefly yeah. in the yep. coming this season. So, yep. which he is that? Is that yet another solution? It's a yet another. It's a new character. Um, yeah, that's our yeah. what we're. I mean, that's supposition, but yeah, I think that's probably likely that you know that that Alton no, Indigo Ma- soon doesn't come back. Or is that confirmed? I thought, Ma- I thought Metallus said that it was oh. a new character, or, might, or maybe you- Brent said it was a new character. I don't remember. You may well be right. We'll see. Yep. <laughs> but it have to it have to be a Zoom, right? Or are you saying it's Brent Spider playing not a Zoom? Just we, we have no it? idea. Yeah. No wow. idea. Right. I'm if assuming it's a Zoom. If it's a Zoom, that's a hell of a family. I mean, are they all like crazy mad scientists or something? They, they yes. need to yeah, tie they look that exactly in. alike. Right. Yes. Well, <laughs> they you had the Zoom who was obsessed with the augments, and then yeah. you mm-hmm. and then I, I think they should tie that in where like Zoom clones himself to make children and just passes his memories on, and he's just like, oh yeah. Do do something with it other than it being a little silly that they all look identical to each other. Exactly. They're all mad scientists. (laughs) Right. All right. Well, let's take a quick break to promote a fellow EOS Network podcast show. And then when we come back, we'll be talking about Star Trek Discovery Rosetta. Winter is coming. Prepare with a fine cigar and listen to the Cigar Nerds Podcast. We smoke cigars and talk about movies and all kind of nerdy things. Available at CigarNerdPodcast.com. Also on the ESO Network at ESONetwork.com. All right. Well, yeah, spoilers again then for the latest episode of Star Trek Discovery, Rosetta, which also aired this week because we're just getting like crazy number of Star Trek episodes this week. Veronica <laughs> and I got three because we went to that virtual premiere. Right. So it's like <laughs> it's like the 90s again. I'm having a great time. Um, but yeah, Rosetta. And um, you know, last week I was saying that I wish Star Trek I wish the Discovery would get somewhere and they got somewhere. Yeah, was, they did. Yeah. So I'm that's a good start. I thought I think we're moving in the right direction again. It, I I Okay, I have a I have a question because I still haven't watched the episode from last week. Yeah. Um. Was was there something that developed with Blue and Detmer that I missed in the last no, episode? Is, Why she's no, a, no no no? There's just a random oh I think she's the most awesome person ever. Basically yes. thrown out there yes. for no reason that we can see yes. so far. Okay, cool. Yes. Yeah, you're, <laughs> awesome. You are you are up to speed with the rest of us just like that. Cool. I mean, I like that they went to a planet. I, and I like that's the truth. And I like that. It seems like this 10 C really is turning into a weird alien thing. Yeah, it is. 
That's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, which I'm into. With uh, enormous skeletons. Yeah. And I was oh, just oh saying in the other episode, like, I'd love it if it was like a arrival style, like crazy weird aliens. And yeah, they may be. They communicate with pheromones and or pheromone dust or something like that. And pheromone dust. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm, I'm different hoping... colored pheromone dust, <laughs> right? Now I hope they don't get into the hypersphere next week or whatever it's called, and they're like, "And that was us a million years ago, and now we've evolved into humans." <laughs> like, oh crap! Because <laughs> you get yeah. that sort of thing with Star Trek sometimes. Yeah, that's funny. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Well, you also Hopefully. get you also get a little concerned when they do the time because the Saru said the asteroid bombardment or whatever was one thousand years in the past, and then you start doing the math. Uh, yeah. I could be right around such and such a time. Yeah. I my note that I wrote was I am not connecting Discovery this season. I think after all, because and I think for me, and I pride myself on being like a really stereotypical sensitive guy, the so-called sensitive man. But I got I gotta be honest. After about the fifth or sixth heart to heart in this episode, I was like, oh my gosh, another one. There was a lot in this episode. And I honestly, I think we talked about it last week. Maybe it's just me feeling this way. I think we already talked about, they probably could have done this, wrap this storyline up if they had kind of tightened up the storytelling. Mm -hmm. Uh, I still feel that their heart to hearts and their confessionals feel a little forced. Like, yeah, they feel like they're inserted into there. And I always do one that's really good. Like beginning again, when the president asks um, Burnham about, should she be going on the mission and should she take Saru with her? Again, that was that was fine. And it was like 30 seconds and they were alone. And then after that, then I, I started that thing because all the all the delegates came up there and they had this long talk about, should you do this? And I'm kind of thinking, didn't y'all have a meeting and a briefing room or something? And then she does and she gives a really inspirational, we got to do this. And it seemed like there was a lot of those in this episode. I, I don't think I've ever been as aware of this many heart to hearts and confessionals in a single episode of Discovery. So I found it tiresome. I think a lot of them, like you said, yeah. they were they were very forced. Hang there on. was no yeah. like, yeah. this is a flow and this thing is happening. And oh, my gosh, I'm reacting to this or yes. not reacting to this. And oh, yeah, it's because of this terrible thing. And there was there was no flow at all. It was it was yeah. very much. I'm going to make a character development in this spot. Blunk. Yeah. And forgive me for jumping ahead, but I well, hang on, uh, hang on, hang on. Before yeah, you jump ahead, uh-huh. um, I did have a problem with the president questioning. OK, good. Um, questioning Burnham's decisions, uh-huh. because when she joined this mission, oh, God, huh? Burnham said, I can't have you questioning my decisions. Mm-hmm. I run mm-hmm. this ship. You are in charge of the delegates and and the uh, negotiation. I run the ship. Mm-hmm. So that should have established that. We established yeah. that we good should point. not have had that scene at all. That's a good point. You're right. You're right. Cause she shouldn't be still questioning her on something like that. Yeah. I just kind of wish she'd said something like, I know in your century, it was common for the senior officers on the ship to go on the away mission, but that we've done okay. away with that since then. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been <laughs> because awesome. They're, they're 23rd century characters. Like, what do you mean? The captain and first officer can't go on a dangerous mission together. Uh, <laughs> either that, either that, or if she did say that, which she did, I would rather have seen Burnham say, you know what? Get out of my face. We had this yep. talk last week. <laughs> yes. I don't need you. Qu- I, this is my ship. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry, Keith. Now you may jump. No, ahead. no you're <laughs> right. But you're, you're absolutely right about that. Um, I was uh, dovetailing what Veronica said about the, all that force stuff. And because one, and I'm jumping really far ahead, but I put a note as in why is book risking detection by communicating to the general and saying, thank you for letting me know Michael's right. on board. And I was like, oh my gosh, they are forcing so much emotion in this episode. Mm-hmm. It just did not work for the, me. The whole book thing didn't work for me. No, no not first at off at this point, like, why? Like, why we'll put a patch on the ship and they won't be able to detect us. Like, but if the ship moves, they're going to know they're moving more mass. Yeah. It requires more thrust or more right. warp, whatever to that. You're dragging two ships around it. You're right. going to hack the AI to the point that it can't tell that the, the mass of the ship that's moving has changed. At that point, just and, hack the yeah, AI to yes. take over the ship. Okay. And and then, but yes, go what, ahead. What, go ahead. Did I miss something of why Book <laughs> is still working not with Burnham? Like, why we are they this t- last week. <laughs> totally yeah. separate? 
did they not like, oh yeah, we're gonna work together now? And then crazy guy went and went <laughs> pushed a button. <laughs> And we love and, your questions, Veronica, because if you keep saying that I missed something, we're kind of like, no. <laughs> we're well, so I didn't ask that one earlier. Yeah. I mean, now, now you did miss the all of last episode, but last episode yeah. was sort of the same way where you're right. At the end, it was like they're with booking whatever at Tarka. And then the next uh, episode, okay. they're off together. And I said the same thing last week. It's like, I guess they just let them go. Yeah. You know? <laughs> right. Exactly. Quantum torpedoes at the ship earlier. Right. The other thing about the book. Uh, thing that I didn't that didn't work for me is least stealthy break into a ship ever. <laughs> oh, oh my god! Fine. Oh my god! I mean, because yeah. there's no one in any of the corridors, so you can go wherever you want. For the first time ever, there's not <laughs> ever. people walking down the corridors. Right? Like we've never seen a scene where there's not people in the corridor. It, it was like it was like those guys from Home Alone breaking into the Enterprise. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean the Discovery. I'm sorry. Starship the, alone. The only thing, and I, I, the, I wrote the only, and I mean the only thing that I got positive out of that break in was Jet. Okay, was, we're gonna talk about Jet. Those, Jet, who can make anything. Totally that was the random window opens. Like, what the heck was that about? Why were you randomly you, opening these windows into these scenes? What was right. going on? Why? I made that joke when we were watching the episode. He watches. He, he's like, wait a minute. And he watches a scene. I'm like, Hang on, there's a plot. The plot point happening in the next room. <laughs> it's obvious they wanted. Yeah, they wanted to get you. They wanted to get you to know all these emotional, deep discussions. So yeah. I think they literally said, "How do we do this?" Because you know, going back to the whole thing is what you're saying about the detection, Charles and Alan. I was, th- I was sitting there going, "Okay, you're gonna. You have to put a patch in the ship such that she can't detect your ship." But in order to do that. You are going to be able to beam aboard her ship. You're going to be able to block her sensors from you. You're going to be able to t- talk to each other across the telecom. So really, they should have been able to do that remotely. And so yeah. it was like they they had to get them on the ship right. to have what, he, what y'all call those windows moments. And so it just felt <laughs> so forced. But only Jet saved the whole thing to me. It was her little yep. smart comments. <laughs> yeah, I, I did like Jet a lot in this. Yes. Yeah. Um, except for I think that a Starfleet officer should be able to handle Tarka if you find him at your workstation. Yeah, I don't. I I want. I want to <laughs> know <laughs> how the yeah. heck she became the captive. I'm wondering if she didn't become the captive willingly. Like, Agree. Like he doesn't know that she could yes. have taken him down at any second, but she yeah. has let herself get captured. I think That's so. Too. My guess. That's my she's, guess. She's, she's smart. A smart. Yes. Exactly. Uh-huh. I would love it if that turns out to be the case, but I, I'm not. Absolutely. I'm, I'm She's going to take him down, man. She's going to get the, yeah. I hope, I hope you're right. I liked I, li- I liked her scene with Adira, and I like that there's a little yeah. uh, friendship or mentorship maybe between Adira and um, um, Detmer starting, <laughs> you know? Okay, okay. Right. And and speaking of her episode <laughs> with Adira, um, that because that was when, there was was not Lorca was looking at them right. When Tarka, Tarka, was Tarka at is them? not Lorca. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> He's okay, not. You're, you're not. You're not, you're not wrong. <laughs> right. <laughs> we've been, we've been, we've been calling him not not Lorca because Veronica called him Lorca by mistake, and I'm like it's not Lorca, and then we've been I just calling it. him not Lorca. Okay, <laughs> wow. I'm down with that. Lorca. But anyway, gotcha. so and then he was like staring at the replicator. I'm like, what? What's what's going on? And then later. Um, suddenly there's steaming bananas coming out, and that is very clearly a reference to Lower Decks episode one when it was hot bananas because they were coming out steaming out of the replicator that Boimler was trying to fix. So they made a Lower Decks reference. Well, wow, I did not pick up on that. Yeah, you should say that for trivia because I never would have got that. (laughs) (laughs) That's a a great pool, though. True. I think the things that stood out for me was I did. I love it when you do something a little different, such as talking about the aliens that might communicate through chemicals. And I mean, they've identified 16 so far. Mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of interesting. I'd love to see how they're going to use those chemicals to communicate with the 10 C. Yeah. I wondered about that. I, I will say everything else around it again. I'm, I'm, I'm really usually not this person, but I kept going, man, will you please speed it up the whole thing about, and then the doctor had to talk about how he's not there. And then Detmer talked about her father. There was so much confessional in this episode. To me, it kept slowing the action down. Yeah. I was just excited. They were on a planet and yeah, totally. And I, and I was thinking, I, and um, I, I was trying to think of when like 
um, I know I, I remember at least once when Burnham and Saru have beamed down on a, a like a landing party mission together. Mm. You know that, that when, when they went to Saru's planet, but it's rare enough that I'm having trouble thinking of examples of the of the mm-hmm. two of them just being on a on a planet together because they don't go to planets right. that often, especially together. And then I saw that Emily Coots uh, tweeted today, "Baby's first away mission." <laughs> yeah, baby. Went on away mission <laughs> Heck yeah, man. Yeah. I was so glad that she got included in that. Yeah. That whole walk down the hallway at the beginning was hilarious. <laughs> when they're in their, their black suits. Yeah. Yeah. And they did a slow-mo for some strange reason. Yeah. Yep. Like Which, a right stuff moment. Yeah, right. Made no they, they, need, they need the Reservoir Dogs music. That would have improved it, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that just didn't... That made no sense to me. I, I wasn't nope. sure. I, I, I think for me, the... Um, I think for me, the diversions into too many of the heart to heart talks and the conversations, I'm feeling like the show is bifurcated. There's too much of that. And I, I kind of wish they moved the action forward a little bit. And, I, and it may be me. I'm having a hard time wrapping my mind around the plots, because even though I know that they decide on the course of action, I was wrote down when Book talked to the general and then think about it when Book talked to Michael originally before Tarka blew up the first DMA. This is what Book ultimately said. I will let you guys try first contact. And then if that doesn't work, I'm going to try to blow it up. And I keep thinking the Federation people should have had the exact same plan. And Brooke would yeah. never still be running around like a crazy rogue pirate. Because again, yeah. he told the general, I give you my word. I will let you try first contact. And then yeah. I'll blow it up if it don't work. Well, if it don't work, they're going to probably die. So his plan <laughs> is not wrong. And I'm just not understanding why the delegates sit around wringing their hands all the time. It's, it's a know. weird thing to me. So yeah. I'm, I'm just not buying it, I guess. I, I will say, too, if, if the president ever wants to meet with you in a dark, flickering hallway, it's a trick. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't keep calling the president's Especially name. She's, she's not hiding. You know? That president oh. is not afraid to just go up to you and get in your face and say something yeah. and then make a point <laughs> the- and then fill in your little oh, puzzle point. and then flip it around at you and just be like, you have to obey me. By the fourth, Madam President is like, dude, she's not there. Why was she <laughs> right. going there? Get out of there. Oh, that's <laughs> funny. Wow. That's really Come alone. funny. I think, uh, what's the guy's name? Dr. Hira? Hira? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what his name is. H-A-R-A-I. This is the snarky Dr. guy? Yeah. Okay. He's another one where I wrote down what is his purpose? Because there's a reason I'm saying this. Okay. So the president attacks Burnham and she says, You're going down because you've got the xenobiology background. Then she goes, Why are you taking Saru? And Michael said, Because Saru can speak 100 languages. However, last week when Kovic was talking about Dr. Haraya, he said he is a specialist in astrolinguistics, xenophonology, mm. and theoretical <laughs> semiotics. Mm. Why is he yeah. on the ship just sitting around <laughs> pissing people off? You know, it's serious. I keep with the glasses on and got his notes out. No one else can see that. <laughs> yeah. But... That <laughs> seems like the take perfect him? person that should have gone on that mission. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Instead, he was subject of yet another heart-to-heart where the president then told, had a heart-to-heart with him. <laughs> okay. They have to have heart-to-heart sometime, Keith. Come on. <laughs> but not this many. <laughs> okay. Maybe not this many. I agree with that. But here's okay. Here's the thing that that I didn't. Okay, first of all, I thought the uh, I don't know. I, here's the thing: you come back on the ship uh-huh. after this mission that they've all said you have got to get this right. It has yes. to happen. It it's just so urgent. I can't even describe to you how urgent this is. And then you uh-huh. come back and you say, "We found their pheromones." How <laughs> are the delegates not going to say, "Are you"? effing kidding me <laughs> that's what you brought back yes yes come on oh yeah i, I think lo- i agree <laughs> i love when she stuck her hand into it though and, it, and she pulled her hand out in her glove and it was like a noise and i was thinking of the naked time oh i didn't catch that i didn't catch that at all i should have thought about that i didn't catch that sound effect yeah yeah that's funny it wasn't the same sound effect but it made me think no no i know what you mean but i didn't catch the sound effect at all right and then and i will say and i've said this before about other stuff i've never served in the military so maybe it's me but if i had 25 hours to go into my maybe the end of my life i don't know that i'd be like hey you want to take a stroll on the holodeck and then Hey, uh, doctor, come on in here. Are you okay? No, I'm not okay. Wouldn't you be spending 25 hours for battle drills and all that kind of stuff? I mean, maybe or it's like just me trying to get into the sphere. Hmm? 
or trying to get into this. The yeah, next like year. go on your mission. I also well, want to know right. why they were also trying to figure out a way to get into it while they were also on the mission. Why could why was doing one? Yes. With five, four, four people. And then uh -huh. there was this entire ship. So these four people are just dooming their chances to do anything at all whatsoever about even thinking about what they could possibly do to get into that sphere. That's been our, that's Ooh. been our, that's been our thing. I think all season we keep saying that you're right. It's like every time there's a course of action, everybody's like, Oh, now what do we do? And like, like the delegates, I mean, I hate to say this, but books shouldn't really be able to turn to general like that. Cause do they mm -hmm. not have, are they not having meetings and, and doing disaster plans while, like you said, well, it seems like I'm burning them left. Everybody's like, oh, what do we do now? Oh, no, we just stand <laughs> around. <laughs> We're going to stand around next to replicators while bananas shoot out. <laughs> oh, my God. Hot bananas. We're going to have to start coming with a phrase for every show. And I think today's is hot bananas. <laughs> yep. Oh, my gosh. Uh, they're really week? tasty, though. Have yeah. you ever oh, baked week? a banana? Oh, with chocolate and marshmallows is so good. Okay. Never. Whatever. <laughs> okay. So you remember last week when we were doing our review and I said, man, we have really turned on this show. Mm -hmm. man, yes. We, we continue. I know. Down that and dark it, path. It's funny that because we're all fairly positive about the show for the whole most of the season. Yeah. And then somehow that, something, <laughs> some switch flipped. And yeah. <laughs> I am yeah. really, I am really trying and trust me, I, you know, I, I am the guy who loves exposition. I love emoting. I love that stuff. But for me, it's it's it was too much. And I felt like I got 20 minutes of stuff that moved the plot forward mm -hmm. and about 30 or whatever minutes of stuff that I thought could have been done somewhere else. So yeah. it's like they creep forward and I like it, but there's a yeah. whole bunch of stuff around it that I'm yeah. like, okay. Yeah, I mean, right. I I love that they had, that there's a strange new world and crazy alien carcasses right. everywhere, and yes. mm -hmm. I, I really dug that. Um, and Me then too. you had the Home Alone burglary going on back in the ship, and I <laughs> I wasn't really into that, you know. So Stay I mean, you, you can't win them all, but I think Ooh, it was, I think from last week, I think we're heading back in the right direction. I, I feel like there's this little stretch of episodes where you could have just shrank tightened it. You know what I mean? And like I yes. said last week, I think that going to ten yeah. episodes may help the show. If they did, I don't know that they are, but if they did, because then you have this, I don't know, you only got 13 episodes, but you still have filler, you know, like people used to talk about the right. filler episodes because it's because they have 26 episodes every year. Well, we only have 13 <laughs> now and there's still filler. Like we still don't have enough yeah. story for 13 episodes. And why right. don't we have enough story if we used to have enough story for like 15 episodes? Why, why is there a problem filling 13? Well, I think it, it comes back down to doing the serialized story. You've got Right. Yeah. The story, and then you have to make it fit across the number of episodes that the that the studio orders. You know. Right. Um. So I don't know. I'm hoping it'll it'll ramp back up as we as we ramp back yeah. up. But I don't know. I what what people like to say that old Star Trek is corny, but I don't think new Star Trek is any less corny than, than old Star Trek was. Uh, I you agree. Know, I they're in Tron suit, like black leather Tron suits, instead of you know. They really were Tron suits. They glowed yeah. in everything. And their faces look so weird. Like when they were originally doing the little like, I'm going crazy things. <laughs> I thought they were like seeing other people in the, in the masks. Because <laughs> their faces were so distorted. Like mm -hmm. Detmer, it looked like the well, edges of her eyes didn't end or something. Right. And, and that's that's a point. Because Emily finally gets an episode where she's one of the featured players and she's in this dumb helmet the whole time. She doesn't get any real FaceTime with the camera and the audience. Hmm. Yeah, yep. I would be upset. I'd be pissed off. So <laughs> do y'all think do y'all think when we did the we just did the thing on Picard, one of the things that we talked about um was how Patrick Stewart's Picard was a somewhat of a change for Star Trek because this is a male captain who toward the end of the, the, his career or toward the end of the, the, the series and the movies, emoted more. He showed more of his vulnerabilities in ways that Kirk never did. Um, I'm, I'm asking myself the question, is the bottom line just that the producers behind Discovery, this is how they want the show to be? We're in a world and a time where athletes and Olympic athletes for the first time are talking about you know, emotional duress. And there are people who have a problem with that. And it seems like so many of these characters, they really want you to see and feel how tough this is and how wounded they are. And they don't want them to just get over it the next week. Is that just the way they just want to do this show? 
obviously it i is. mean i think it is because that's what they're doing yeah but yeah. Um, <laughs> but i i mean i i think there's a way to find a middle ground there between yeah you know i i, I think you're right that it's, it's a little excessive now that it, you yeah know, it's a little it's, it's it's just like scene after scene after scene that's yeah i gotta tell it you about my feelings have any reason to be there well let's move the plot along too you know, like have some action yeah. adventure and have some, i mean i think picard did a better job of that you have some interest like alan was saying you have some introspection you have some soul searching in the beginning and then yeah. the borg attack and it's red <laughs> alert right. you know what i mean <laughs> right right um, right. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm hoping that they're ramping back up now, and we're gonna finish out the season strong. I, I I enjoyed the first half of the season quite a lot, and then um like I said, just uh, the last few weeks have just drugged for me. So I'm hoping that they'll right you know go to work. And Michelle Paradise is sitting in her office thinking, "Oh my God, I nothing makes these people happy." <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Michelle. We still love you. Absolutely. Yeah, come on our show. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Do we want to hang out and do a question of the week? Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Sure. I have a question of the week. This is actually one that I've been hanging on to for quite a while. First of all, it seemed like it was kind of a big question, but I was also waiting for an appropriate time to ask it. Anthony Williams, good buddy of mine, uh, he wanted to know from the EST crew what our favorite Borg episodes are. Ooh. I mean, that's like a whole topic right there, but to answer oh, quickly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to deliberately not say best of both worlds because I mean, like, that's the obvious. Answer. It seems like if we get yeah. four people say best of both worlds, it's going to be a boring segment. Um, but that I mean, that's that is mine. But I got <laughs> it. OK, I didn't say no one else could say it. I say I'm not going to. So everyone doesn't <laughs> say it. Um, I'll say I'll say Dark Frontier. Mm. I'm going to say that Picard episode where seven became the Borg queen in Picard. Whoa. Okay. That's yeah. my favorite okay. Borg episode from yeah. from Picard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> Just surprised. I'm saying it was there wrong. were there was I like wouldn't... they were like on a Borg ship and then she became the Borg queen and they're yeah. like Annika has other plans which I'm very interested to see if they're actually going to do anything with that. Um, and I also think it's Annika under things and that's why they did not fire back at Annika when she was shooting at them like they fired back at all the other people because Annika is the one in the thing because she's not the board queen. But that's a whole oh other topic. God, what? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay, Keith. <laughs> uh, one that I love because I've really come to like the character Chakotay and I also like the message that it sent and I can't remember the name of the episode but it's the Voyager episode where Chakotay is um, is injured and almost dies, and he finds a group of former Borg. Who right. Form. They're on a planet that basically where everybody's fighting, and they're all about to be killed in this this peaceful village where former Borg are trying to form a community. And everybody yep. else on the planet is trying to kill them, and they basically use Chakotay to to reactivate just enough of the Borg technology up from a cube in space to where they can form a very small uh, group mind, take over everybody on the planet. Then they basically kind of tell Chakotay, but we're going to be good Borg. We only did it for a good reason. Right. Uh, that's a great episode. Mm. Um, there's so much there because there's so much about you know Star Trek, you know, power corrupts, absolute power corrupts, absolutely, and so forth. Uh, I like that episode a lot. I'm going to go with Scorpion. Oh, I mean, oh, my answer is actually best of both worlds, <laughs> but mm -hmm. um, secondarily, Scorpion. Man, I love that. That was a it made the the Borg scary again, but also sure. it made the Borg you you saw that they faced a fear that I mean, a, a threat that they were afraid of. And it just built that threat up. Oh, man, I thought it was fantastic. And then you mm -hmm. get the the showdown between uh, Chakotay and uh, and Janeway where yeah, she's yeah. out of action and he takes over the ship and he goes completely reverse thrust on every one of her decisions and they oh my god such a good 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 double parter and it also has among the finest opening and ending oh yeah scene, any episode because it has the, the opening scene is the board cubes doing the standard you blah blah yep. blah you, resistance is futile and then they get blown to hell it's like yep. 20 seconds long and the ending of the episode is when the planet blows up and the borg evidently are going to um, work with Voyager and you see the um, scorpion blow up the planet and they grab Voyager in a tractor beam and they, and they, they swoop away. That's an awesome, awesome ending. Yep. That's a good, mm -hmm. good one. 
All right. So thanks, Anthony, for sending us a really great question. So if you listener have a question of the week that you would like to send us, you can email us at earthstationtrek at gmail.com, or you can find us on Facebook or Twitter or Insta, and you can message us there or post there, and we will get your question in a future episode. Thanks. And and if you have any comments or want to hear me read anything really funny or to hear how I pronounce really funny words, you can send us an email with comments and be like, Veronica, you need to read this, and then I'll read it. And you can laugh at me. But not on a live <laughs> show. <laughs> That's the one that I can edit. <laughs> All right, Alan, where where can people find more of you on the internet? All right. I am to be found at cosmicpress.com, K-O-Z-M-I-C press.com. I also have another podcast called Modern Musicology. Uh, Our most recent episode was all about concept albums and had a great deal of fun doing that one. And uh, you can find that on Spotify and iTunes and all those other nifty places where great podcasts can be found. And how about you, Keith? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, primarily the ESO network Facebook groups. And how about us, Veronica? Feltnerdy.com. Yep. And do you have a closing for us this week? I did, and I forgot it. Cheers, big ears was your closing. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Nice. Okay, let's try that again. All right. Do you have a closing for us, Veronica? Cheers, big ears. Thank you for listening to Earth Station Trek. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Give us a positive rating. You can also send us feedback at earthstationtrek at gmail.com. You can join in the fun on our Facebook group or follow us on Twitter. You can also visit us online at earthstationtrek.podbean.com. We'll see you next time. Live long and prosper. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.